0: We'll also educate you about the financial world and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. It's time for The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien.
1: Hello and welcome to The Financial Answer. Thank you so much for tuning in to the program today. Mark Killian, your host here alongside your investor coach right here in West Tennessee. And that, of course, is Nathan O'Brien, the founder of O'Brien & Associates. Welcome, Nathan, buddy. How are you today?
2: Ah, doing great. Looking forward to the show and getting some, some good things that we got to talk about today. Yeah, we so got a, I'm looking forward
1: yeah, to that. We got a good show lined up. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk about the Benjamins, uh, all about the Benjamins for oh, a little yeah, bit. It's yeah. all about the Benjamins. You know, I, I like Mr. Ben. He's, whenever I, I see Mr. Ben, I'm happy to see that guy. You know, of course, yeah, you're talking about right. the C note, right? That's right. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. anyway, we got a great show lined up, so stick around. We're going to actually talk about uh, some questions that have come in to the website here uh, on our first section of the show. We're going to dive into the mailbag, and let me give you out some information. Information. If you'd like to reach out to Nathan O'Brien and talk with him about your specific unique financial situation, your investments, your retirement, things of that nature, Nathan is a registered investment advisor. He has more than 15 years of experience in the industry, and he's certainly uh, there for you if you'd like to reach out and access that resource. That is Nathan O'Brien. 855-51-COACH is your number to call. 855 coach or 855-512-6224. You can also go by his website, a lot of great tools and resources at InvestorCoach.net. That is InvestorCoach.net. You can uh, click on the little... There's a picture of the Retirement Rescue Toolkit. You could click on that, get yourself a complimentary toolkit, get started with some goodies in there to uh, look over about things uh, towards retirement and investing. Lots of different things you could uh, tap into there. So reach out to Nathan, 855-51-COACH. 855-51-COACH. And as I mentioned, we're going to dive into the mailbag here and take some questions from around the area. If you would like to submit a question, you could do so by going to his Facebook page, which is O'Brien and Associates or InvestorCoach.net and send a message. And of course, we'll read the best ones here each week. Unless you prefer not to have it read, you can let us know that as well. All right, our first question this week on the program is from Andy in Jackson. And Andy says, Hey, Nathan, I'm selling one of my rental properties in the next month or two, and I don't really have plans to buy another one. What do you think some good ideas or the best thing maybe to do with the money from the
2: sale is? Okay, Andy, good question. Yeah, so you've got this this inflow of money that you're about to have. I assume that that rental property's probably paid off. You've probably had that for a while. Uh, maybe not, but you probably were getting income from that. So that's something that you'll want to address. And, and how are you going to continue getting that income in the future? So, you know, based on what your retirement projections are, what your plan looks like, uh, you know, you can really look and see how that's going to replace that income for you, and also, you know, there's going to probably be some taxes on the sale of that property, to, uh, definitely if it's debt free and you know, you've had it for a while, there's going to be it's some increased taxes in value, there. Right? Right. increased yeah. in value. So you've got taxes to deal with. And so, you know, consider that talk to your accountant about that. And then, you know, just make sure that um, everything fits into your retirement plan, talk to your advisor about that and, and see, but you know, it's probably going to be something that you want to address about the income, I would say for sure, and make sure that uh, that you're replacing that income that you're going to lose from that rental property. But a uh, great question. Thanks for sending that in, Andy. Well, he says rental properties, so I'm
1: assuming he definitely has more than one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's okay. making uh, money off of those. So we'll just play hypothetical here for a second, Andy, and just kind of, obviously, we don't have enough details to know your specific situation. So we'll just talk in generalities here. If he's looking to invest the money, let's just say after you know capital gains or whatever it is he's got to pay, uh, and he's got some money left over, you know what are some options to put that in? Some vehicles to look at uh, in that kind of situation, Nathan?
2: Yeah, so you know, I mean, anything that's short term is probably not going to be the best option, like you know one year or less, like CDs and that type of thing, typically right. because they're not paying enough interest. But you can look at. Anything from market investments, uh, which would probably be the most aggressive thing, all the way down to even fixed annuities, those kind of things, those are going to provide income for you. I have a lot of clients that just, you know, are going to invest maybe half in stocks and half in bonds in that type of situation, especially as they're getting close to retirement. And they're going to be able to generate income off of those investments. And it's still liquid, it's accessible, which You know that's a pretty big deal for most people. It may not be for Andy because he's had really right. Because they're not usually very liquid. Yeah, (laughs) they're not. So, but that can be something. Maybe a reason why he's trying to sell and liquidate, try to get free up a little cash or something there. So that's true. Yeah, I mean that's there's a lot of different investments out there there's you know hundreds of different investment tools vehicles that he can invest in and so i wouldn't really recommend one or the other there's no perfect investment for anybody you know yeah. i mean there's not one one single investment for anybody there's a there's a fit for everybody in their situation so you know definitely look at that look at you know market investments look at annuities i would stay stay clear of you know super risky investments hedge yeah, funds, sure. those yeah. type of yeah. things you know but uh, You know, mutual funds, they're great. They work good for retirement and uh, diversify very well for you over time.
1: Well, and it might be a situation, Andy, and again, we don't know if you're close to retirement. We don't know if you're, you know, 40 or, you know, 25. We have no idea. (laughs) So there's going to be a lot of different things to look at for sure. But I would definitely say that, uh, you know, if you're concerned at all about the market, you know, obviously with it doing so well, but everybody's starting to get a little tight and tense, wondering when the shoe's going to drop. Yeah then there's definitely some other vehicles you could certainly look at. But great question, as Nathan said. Certainly talk with your advisor or uh, if you want to get a second opinion or you want to ask uh, Nathan more specifically, I definitely encourage you to call him and then that way you can really kind of give him a little bit more background to work off of here so he knows a little bit more about you. 855-51-COACH. That is 855-51-COACH to give him a call. All right, Helen in, uh, in Huntington actually has a question as well. And she says... Nathan, this is confusing to me. Are there really no tax implications to rolling over Hmm. my 401k? (laughs) I don't really like the investment options in my current 401k, but I don't want to roll it over and then get slapped upside the head with a tax bill that I wasn't expecting. What's your thoughts?
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Helen. So surprisingly, this is a question that, that I get quite often, and there are no tax problems, no tax implications for rolling over a 401k. But let me explain, say, but. <laughs> yeah, let me let me explain that there are really two different types. There's there's actually more, but realistically, when you talk to your company about this, there's going to be two different ways that that they can roll it over for you. So they're going to roll it over by sending you a check in the mail made out to you. You have to get that in something in an investment within sixty days. You and if you don't do that, then you will have taxes due in that situation. Plus in that case they're going to withhold 20% mandatory withholding federal income taxes on that so That's not the way I would recommend it. If you do a what's called a direct transfer or a transfer of account, it's still considered a rollover. You can do that without any tax implications. And the way that you do that is just simply have the 401k provider make the check out to the custodian or to the bank or wherever you're going to invest that. Have it make it out to them. So if you're gonna move it to Fidelity or Charles Schwab or any of the big custodians like that, have them make the check out to fidelity or to charles schwab and that way there's no tax implications it goes directly into your account over there it's a very easy transition a very easy tax-free transfer so great question and still i have people ask that (laughs) even though (laughs) after i've gone through this with them and they and you know we're right there everything's ready and they're like Okay, now there's no taxes on this, right? So it's a, <laughs> well, it gets it's something that's on right? a lot of, yeah. it is. Yeah, it's something that's on a lot of people's mind because a lot of times that's a, a very big check. You know right, so they're like right. if I have to pay taxes on that that's gonna kill me <laughs> so yeah so it's a good question Helen and no the, if you do it correctly there are no taxes on that rollover
1: well thank you so much Helen for the question reach out to Nathan if you'd like help with the rollover 85551 coach 85551 coach is the number to call or you could stop by the website and shoot a message that way as well obviously you already sent an email but if you'd like it with a follow-up investorcoach.net again 85551 coach coach. Our final one here, Nathan, is from Ellie in Oakfield. And Ellie says, I'm a little bit worried because it seems like all my friends have more money saved than I do for my retirement. Mm. Do you think this is a
2: bad sign? Well, she's trying to keep up with the Joneses, right? (laughs) That's right. That's right. You know, one thing that I see here sometimes is Sometimes people like to kind of exaggerate there <laughs> a little bit. So, True. The friends so may not be yeah, maybe they don't yeah, maybe they don't have quite as much as they're saying, but you know, maybe they do. I don't know, but that that doesn't matter. That's not you. That's not your situation, Ellie. And so the best thing, by far, the best thing for you to do in that situation is to talk to an advisor, talk to a financial planner and make sure that You have enough saved to supplement what you need to supplement for your retirement because, yeah, your retirement's not going to
1: be the same as your neighbor's. No, that's right.
2: That's right. So, you know, realistically, you may have a great pension. That's a lot, that adds up to a lot of potential savings that you have. You may have that great pension, you may have a good, you know, something else. I don't know, but there's a lot of things that may not require you to have hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars saved up in your retirement savings. So talk to a financial planner, talk to an advisor, make sure that you've got enough. And if you're not on track, then they can tell you that. They can show you how to get to that goal if it's possible and help you achieve that. And so Definitely a, a good question. But don't worry, like you said, Mark, don't worry about the Joneses. Yeah. Don't don't worry about keeping up with them because everybody's situation is so different. I I do have people come in all the time and they'll they'll lay their statements out in front of me and they'll say, well, I I don't have very much or or whatever, you know, I'm looking at that and they may have four or five hundred thousand fits their situation. I've had people lay statements out with millions of dollars and say, I don't have enough, you know, right. And and maybe they didn't. And that's happened also. So it's just depending on your situation. But a great question, Ellie. And thank you for sending that.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of times, Nathan, what happens is, you know, we just when we just don't know, well, then we just don't know, and right. so we wind up walking around. I- I've done the same thing, Ellie. I-, I sit and wonder. I'm, you know, I'm 46, so I still have a little bit of ways to go, but not a lot. And so sometimes I sit there and go, "Well, I don't, you know, this, that, or the other." And until you really sit down, because we have all these puzzle pieces laying around, especially if you're, we'll just assume that you're uh, in a demographic here, Elliot. that you're probably over 45 or maybe even over 50. We tend to accrue all these things through life and we have all these pieces laying there and we don't mm-hmm. know how to pull them together. And that's a lot of what Nathan does. A lot of the, the coaching advice and a lot of the education that he helps with helps pull these puzzle pieces together and then put it in a uh, picture that makes sense to you for your situation so I would really say for anybody out there I just encourage them to really get a plan in place and if you have a plan and you feel as though it's not accomplishing what you want it to, if it's not, you know, doing what you need it to do, or you don't think it is, then certainly get a second opinion as well. Nothing wrong with that. But the idea here is make sure that you're getting the education, that coaching advice, and then have a plan that is working for you. 855-51-COACH is the number to call. If you'd like to talk with Nathan O'Brien, go ahead and get yourself on the appointment calendar. No cost, no obligation. Just come in and have that initial consultation. 855-51-COACH. 855-51-COACH. You can also text the word retire to triple five triple is the word retire to 555-888 on your smartphone and request the Retirement Rescue Toolkit. Great resource there to get started. A lot of things to just read over and look at and check out and then learn a little bit more about Nathan and what he can do for you. And then follow up with that consultation. Again, no cost, no obligation. 855-51-COACH. Eight five five fifty one. coach You're listening to The Financial Answer. We'll
0: be right back. Do you ever get tired of your financial advisor giving you a sales pitch and calling it a plan? At O'Brien & Associates, we believe every client deserves a financial plan that's customized to their unique situation. That's why we keep you and only you in mind when crafting your portfolio. After all, it's not just your money at stake. We recognize your well-being is on the line. So come in for a visit. Let us help you develop, implement, and monitor a strategy that's designed to address your individual situation. To schedule an appointment, call your local investor coach, Nathan O'Brien, at 855-51-COACH. That's 855-512-6224, or simply 855-51-COACH.
3: Can't get those burning financial questions out of your head? Better keep listening to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien.
1: You're back here with us on The Financial Answer. Thank you so much for staying tuned into the program today. And if you just joined us, I am Mark Killian alongside with your local investor coach right here in West Tennessee. That's Nathan. O'Brien of O'Brien and Associates. I always say that you're the founder, but I guess when the name is the same, it's probably kind of redundant. Yeah,
2: it kind of of tells off on itself.
1: (laughs) It kind of tips it away. But Nathan's a great resource folks to tap into here in Jackson and Huntington. He's got an office in each location, so if you'd like to come in for a consultation, there's no cost and no obligation to sit down and Have an initial chat about your situation. Everyone's so different. We talk in the uh, generalities here on the radio every week. We talk about concepts or ideas or whatever. But ideally, you want to sit down with someone and talk about your specific unique investment and retirement situation so that you're headed down the right path and you have that uh, peace of mind, if you will, as you're approaching the old golden years there. So Nathan can be reached at 855-51-COACH. Again, that is 855-51-COACH and he's been doing this for more than 15 years and is a registered investment advisor. And real quick, Nathan, we don't touch on this very often. What is an RIA?
2: Well, an RIA just stands for registered investment advisor. So yeah, so that's, what that means is it's the license that I have in the securities industry. So it requires all RIAs are required to be fiduciaries for their clients. So they have to do what's in the client's best interest, not just what's suitable for them. And so there is a difference and I really wish people understood that a lot more, but so we can't sell anything. We don't have any products that we sell. We can manage investments. We do that for a fee or an hourly fee or any you know, a percentage of assets under management or anything along those lines. Right. But we don't have any products that we sell, no insurance products, no investment products that we actually sell. So it helps I say it helps keep our interest in line with our clients. You know, right. if okay. if we're making a flat percentage, then as the accounts grow, our clients are happy, and we're happy because we do. And you know, we're going to talk about all about the Benjamins here, and that's right. why we're in business and to make revenue, to make money, and so as our clients accounts grow then our revenue grows as a company as well so it keeps our interest working the same and whereas if you're not a registered investment advisor then you know you don't have that fiduciary duty to your clients yeah, I got you. so that's the difference
0: okay
1: and a lot of times and we'll get into this here in just a second with the uh, the topic but a lot of times i i think about this now that we're coming into the season i think about some of these uh houses some of these big name firms that that have a lot of their in-house products and a lot of times they're their staff, their proprietary product. Yeah, yeah. Their brokers, yeah. whatever you want to call them, they're pushing. It's almost like, you know, seasonal sweaters, right? It's kind of yeah. like, you know, they're, they're pushing the sweaters because it's this time of the year. So they're, you know, company A, B and C is pushing this product <laughs> because it's what they really want to move That's versus right. what's really <laughs> the best fit for, The individual in front of them. So I just kind of want to know.
2: Yeah, I mean, Goldman Sachs got in trouble for that back in two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, when you know they were telling one side of the department to sell this certain investment, and the other side they were telling it to buy, and so it's just you know trying to make commissions basically both ways in that transaction, and so you know, not all brokerage firms are like that. I'm not saying that. Sure, but in sure. that no, case, no, no. they yeah. were definitely doing something that was illegal. And that happens. That happens a lot. So you've got to watch out for that. As an investor, you've got to make sure that you do your due diligence, see how your advisor gets paid, see if you're comfortable with that situation. And if you are great, go forward
1: with it. There you go. Well, I just wanted to touch on that because we, we haven't for a couple of weeks now. And I like to bring it up every so often, just so we can clarify that, you you know, you are an independent advisor as well as a fiduciary. So you're there for for your client's best interest and it's always good to touch on and so now let's talk about cash the benjamins Oh, Mr. Ben, that C-note that we started off mentioning in the, <laughs> the beginning trend. of the program. <laughs> Look, we all like the idea of a good, healthy bank account. And I know for a lot of us, just the idea of seeing a certain dollar amount in our savings or checking or whatever it makes you feel good. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. So let's just discuss a couple things here when it comes to cash, because we're going to talk a little bit about lazy money as well. So first of all, let me just ask you, how much would you say is appropriate for folks to have in cash? How would you normally answer that question? If they say, Nathan, this is how much I have in cash. What do you think?
2: Well, this is different for everybody, but most of the time I would say six months worth of expenses, okay, is a really good starting point to look at. So if you've never sat down with an advisor, if you're just kind of doing this on your own, then, you know, have six months worth of expenses, not six months worth of income. Okay. Hopefully those aren't the same. <laughs> right. So and so you have 6 months worth of expenses setting aside just in case you lose that job or something, you know, or or you have A roof issue like we have currently. (laughs) And so, like we were talking about earlier. And so, if you have something like that, yeah, yeah, they were. They were. So, if you have something or have that six months worth of expenses sitting there, then you've got something to fall back on. I would say an absolute minimum because of the cost of things today, an absolute minimum of $10,000, you know, just because. If you need a new roof, it may cost you that to get it replaced. If you True, need a central yeah. unit, you know, replace that central unit on your house. It may cost that, or car repairs, or anything along those lines. So, um, and then
1: you're not trying to like pull from a retirement account. Right, you don't, that's or the key is right. you
2: don't want to have to pull out of your retirement savings. You don't want to have to pull out of your long term investments to cover short term liquidity needs, short term cash needs that you have. So, you know, some people don't need a whole lot in cash okay so six months may be too much for them because their investments you know aren't volatile or you know their investments are extremely liquid so they can get to them anytime and and all of that but minimum of ten thousand, i would say and then six months up to even more than that
1: potentially if you're Um, yeah if you can do it if you're comfortable right? right right okay so with that said though at what point do we cross over into being counterproductive By having too much cash. Now, as I mentioned a second ago, I love cash and I like (laughs) seeing a certain amount in my accounts, like in my regular checking savings kind of thing. But I'm also not dumb. I know that it's earning me 0.002 nothing, right? And so at what point is it counterproductive to have too much cash? Because now you're basically going backwards.
2: Right. Yeah. The the main problem here is the time value of money or inflation. You know, you're looking at how... Cash because cash is going to pay nothing if you get a even if you consider a one year CD as cash, it's paying one percent or less, and so you're not making hardly anything. Inflation is going to be eating up that buying power on that, so you don't want to have too much cash on hand because it's not doing anything for you, it's not working for you. But you want to have enough to where you've got, even though, know, like we were saying earlier, where you can cover those emergency type situations that do happen. You know, life happens to us all. And so we've got to be able to cover that without having to borrow, you know, or put that on a credit card at 18, 20% interest. And, you know, that was something earlier in the week, I was looking at the national debt. I'm going to get off subject here. No, go ahead. But looking at the debt of individuals in this country, and it's almost $13 trillion that we consumers have as debt, this is our mortgages, this is our credit cards, boats, cars, right. all these different things. It's, it's almost thirteen trillion dollars as of the end of two thousand so
1: <laughs> and sixteen. So, and for all the complaining yeah. we do about the government debt, right? <laughs> that's right. It's not that far off.
2: Yeah, it's right. It's not that far off. So you know that that can be a problem, especially if a lot of that is on credit cards. And it is. Right. Which we talked last Um, week a little bit about the bad debt, right? Right. And so as the Federal Reserve raises interest rates, which they're going to do, they didn't just recently in in their meeting, but they're probably going to continue doing that over time. As they continue to do that, then the interest increases on your credit cards. And so you know that's a bad type of debt to have. So you want to have enough cash on hand that you don't accrue that type of debt. You want to be able to cover those type of things. And so start out small. If you don't have this emergency fund, start out small and and accrue that first $1,000. Build that first $1,000 up and then go from there, you know, and, and try to get A minimum of ten thousand, and then maybe up to six months worth of expenses.
1: Okay, so then, and then, if you are in that situation, let's. And like I said, if you have more than that, and you're concerned about the cash basically going backwards, as we just mentioned, yeah, there are definitely ways that you can look at that, but look at maybe getting that lazy money to work, you know, harder and better for you. Now, so with that said, Nathan, let me ask you this: Why do you think that people end up? sitting, especially when we're talking about retirees or Mm pre-retirees. Okay. Let's just assume Mm -hmm. for a minute that we're talking about people over 55. A lot of times they may have more cash on hand than they should for a couple of reasons. And what do you think those reasons are? Like for me, I think it's possibly just that comfort factor, but I also think maybe, you know, just maybe fear of the unknown as well.
2: Yeah, it is sometimes. Sometimes it's just simply, you know, the time. Maybe You know, like we had the question on the email earlier about the rental properties, wanted to sell that rental house. Um, And so, you know, they maybe somebody sells a property like that, sell their house, sell a rental property, or sell a business. And then, you know, they just don't do anything with that money. They just kind of set it aside and they say, well, I'm going to take care of that. I'm going to put it in something. And they just don't, they kind of procrastinate because they don't feel maybe confident about where to put that or don't know where to put it at this time. You know, people so they just leave are,
1: it in the bank. And yeah, so it, they just right. leave
2: it at the bank and let it sit there. And I've got a client in this exact situation, and she sold a business and has a, a ton of cash right now. And I've been talking to her about, hey, you know, this hasn't been sitting there a long time, but I'm like, hey, you need to do something with this, even if you put it in CDs or anything. Let's do something with this to get it working for you a little bit, at least. If you don't want to take any risk, that's fine with it. But you've got to, you know, there's risk with all types of investments. So you've got to look at look at the positives and negatives with everything and do something with that cash that's excess there. Don't have, for most people, there's no reason to have $100,000 sitting in cash. You know, <laughs> right. and, and so I do see people a lot that have, two, three, four hundred thousand sitting in cash. Exactly. Yeah. And that's way too much. It's not making anything and you're not outpacing inflation. You're actually losing buying power doing that. So, you know, people get into that situation a lot of different ways. Typically, it's from selling a property or selling something, but sometimes, you know, I run into the great saver. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they just, they just kind of keep accruing that and, and don't spend hardly anything. And it's, you know, before they notice or know it, it's a hundred thousand sitting in their checking account. So, uh, it's a good problem to have, but of course, don't just of let it sit there right. for a long time. But, but because, again,
1: you could get it to work for you better than right. just. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, well, if absolutely. you find yourself in this situation and you're sitting there and you're thinking, okay, I would like to figure out some vehicles, some places to park some of this cash to hopefully, you know. Pace inflation, at least pace inflation, if not outpace inflation. Right. You know, the Nathan, what's that look like if they'd like to sit down? You know, come in and sit down and just talk with you about it.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, we're just gonna have a easy conversation back and forth for the first fifteen to thirty minutes, and just kind of see what they're trying to accomplish, what their goals are, and what they're wanting to do throughout the rest of their retirement, or even leading into retirement. So, it's very, we don't have any kind of pressure. We just sit in the conference room and talk. And so we'll sit down and and have that conversation and make sure that I am able to help with your goals. And if I'm not, then I'll tell you. And if I am, then I'll show you our process and show you what it takes. Typically, we're going to have three to four meetings to kind of get things finalized. And that can take a little bit of time. But you don't want to rush into anything. I think with this stuff, you've you've accrued these things over your lifetime. You don't want to rush into that and make some hasty decisions. And typically, what I find is people don't mind that we take a little bit of time and and have those three or four meetings, and they're not rushing into something. And we do a lot of education, a lot of coaching, just to make sure that they have a full understanding of what we're doing, how we're doing things, where they're confident and comfortable going forward.
1: Well, it's certainly something you can take advantage of. Get started. Today And the great part is, is there's no cost and no obligation to get started. As Nathan mentioned earlier, he talks about the ways that he, you know, obviously gets compensated for his services, but to get that initial consultation underway, is completely complimentary. You can have that chat about your situation and then find out if it's the right fit moving forward. 855-51-COACH is the number to call to get started. 855-51-COACH. Again, no cost, no obligation, and there's lots that you can accomplish together as a team and Nathan as your coach, but, uh, None of it if you don't reach out to him to have that initial meeting. 855-51-COACH. 855-51-COACH. You've been listening to The Financial Answer. Much more to come on the program today. Don't go anywhere. Extra, extra, read all about it. As the intro said, extra, extra, read all about it. It's time for In the News. We're going to have a, a quick chat here about a topic that is obviously On the lips of all the pundits and all the news media, every time we turn the TV on.
2: (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) And that's
1: tax cuts, right? Yes. Whether or not they're beneficial and whether or not they're actually going to happen. Your thoughts on Mm. some potential tax cuts with this current administration?
2: Well, one thing we can't escape is death and taxes. So we're always going to have them, but we are probably going to have some tax cuts. It looks like Uh, there's some good things that are being proposed. I was actually just a few days ago, I was talking with a state senator here and he was telling me about all of these different things that that are being proposed in these tax cut bills and how it's going to be so beneficial to just you and me, to the average person out there. It's going to be a Big, there's going to be a lot of savings from what he was telling me on these things. So hopefully they can get these things passed. Tax rates, it looks like, will be going down if they can pass this in the future. So, but not forever. You know, the pendulum will swing and things, you know, taxes will probably go back up in the future and things will change there. But hopefully for the next, you know, three or four years, the taxes will be less over that. So something we can all look forward to, which gives you a little bit more spending money in that time frame and a little bit less to have to give to the government, which is always nice.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's a catch-22, right, Nathan, because we've got to pay back the debt that we have. Yeah. But most, you know, Americans... We feel that we need to have our taxes cut because we feel as though we're just paying so much. And it's really hard to see both sides of the
2: coin. It is. You know, looking historically, we can see a lot of times, not every time, okay, but a lot of times when the government does cut taxes, it it does increase revenue. It's just because corporations end up, you know, getting so much more profits and things. And so all of that is taxed. And, you know, one of the things that was talked about recently is, you know, if they reduce or eliminate this penalty for bringing corporate savings back inside the united states yeah, you know we, because there's so much overseas yeah. and so that would be a huge boost to our econ- trillions of dollars coming back into our economy and, and to our banking system and just taxes being paid on that additional money will add a significant amount of revenue to the government and so You know, it's not always that situation, but most of the time when you look historically, that's what we see. So everybody has a a good economic argument on both sides, I think. Yeah. But it just works out either way sometimes in history. And so I think, number one, we've got to address the budget. The government has to do that, not us. We can't do that. Sure. So the yeah. government's got to address that and make sure that that's taken care of going forward. And, you know, if we can do that without having hyperinflation, then awesome. You know, there's a lot of different ways that we can take care of this uh, budget problem, and it doesn't have to be hyperinflation or an increase in taxes. And a lot of economists will tell you that. So, there's just some things that need to be addressed, and we've got to fix that going forward because we can't keep spending like we are.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And we talked about that a little bit last week as well, mm-hmm, that yeah. uh, with the potential tax cuts, you know, a lot of times I think uh, a lot of Americans, you know, we tend to see old oh, tax, you know, breaks for large corporations, and we immediately have that knee-jerk reaction of, oh, of course, right? We right. You know, <laughs> they get the tax breaks and we don't. But I think sometimes what gets lost in that is hopefully the idea that it creates more of an economic boom all around mm-hmm. because then they lower their prices or so on and so forth for com- consumer spending and blah 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 right it's all well, cyclical and,
2: and realistically i mean number one they probably are going to pad their pockets in, of course in that situation first but then that tends to trickle down you know realize that a, a tax reduction that's cutting their taxes in half that's huge. That is a lot of money. And so they will pass that down to their employees. They'll give their employees raises because things are better. The future is more optimistic for them with profits and with reaching their goals and all of these things. So all of that does pass down to the average worker, you know, and it helps Everything kind of rise up together, as as those saying goes, and the rising tide lifts all ships. And so go. that's kind of the way that it works. But it's not going to happen instantly, you know, and it will take a little bit of time. But it is something that we all could benefit immediately with from what the senator was telling me from a, a lot of the tax cuts that are being looked at and part of this bill that is proposed at this time
1: well that's our in the news for this week uh tax cuts whether or not they might actually happen sounds as though there's some optimism there so i guess we'll have to pay attention and keep listening (laughs) Keep watching in the news and see what happens. There you go. We'll be back with more on the other side here on The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien, 855-51-COACH. Hey, everybody. Mark Killian here, the host of The Financial Answer, reminding you not to forget, reach out for your retirement rescue toolkit from Nathan O'Brien by texting the word retire to 555-888. That's the word retire to 555-888 on your smartphone. Don't forget, for your complimentary Retirement Rescue Toolkit, text RETIRE to 555-888 or call 855-51-COACH. Stay tuned. There is more coming up on The Financial Answer.
3: Did you know that your host, Nathan O'Brien, promises to put your interests first as a client? He wants to help you answer some of your toughest financial questions.
1: Now, Shirley, you can't be serious.
3: I am serious. And don't call me Shirley.
1: Let's get back to the show. You're back here with us on The Financial Answer, Mark Killian, alongside Nathan O'Brien of O'Brien & Associates. Nathan's a registered investment advisor with more than 15 years' experience in the industry. You can find him in Jackson and or Huntington, whichever is convenient for you. You can also find him online at InvestorCoach.net. And you can give him a jingle at any time at 855 51 Coach to get yourself on the appointment calendar for a no cost, no obligation consultation. 855 51 Coach. Again, 855 51 Coach. Coach, since we're kind of in the third quarter, if you will, since this is the third section of the program, and <laughs> it's football season after all, so for the next two quarters, next two parts of the show, Nathan, let's talk about, uh, at least some of it anyway, end of the year checklist. I think, you know, yeah, obviously, it's the, yeah, it's yeah. winding down, which is a whole other scary factor <laughs> that the year's almost <laughs> over. No, but it just started, uh, didn't it? <laughs> I know, right? Well, you figure, okay, once you factor in, you know, Turkey Day is pretty close coming up. It is, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, shopping is. Turkey Day. By yeah, the me way. too. <laughs> That's actually my favorite holiday. I love <laughs> me some Thanksgiving. Anyway, so, you know, there's going to be Christmas shopping started, holiday mm-hmm. parties, yeah. uh, some travel to see kids or grandkids, or, you know, it's just like the endless some parade of stuff that starts in November, right? And before it you is. know it, the year is completely gone. So let's talk about a, just a couple of end of the year item checklists that you should or maybe want to consider or take a look at when it comes to your investments and/or your retirement situation. So you give us a few things and just to think about yeah. and some in some ideas and okay. get us rolling there.
2: Yeah, so I mean I think one of the first things that people tend to look at and that they need to look at definitely toward the end of the year is, you know, have you contributed as much as you want to your retirement savings? So if you're doing that through your 401k, are you trying to max that out? If you are, the max contribution is $18,000. If you're over 50, it's $24,000. So, you know, make sure that you, if you're trying to max that out, make sure you've contributed that much to that. Now, you don't have to, sometimes people get confused on this a little bit, but your employer match, does not count toward that. Okay. So you can put in 18000 or you can put in up to 24000 if you're over age 50. And then right. And then whatever if it's like your like employer 6% or whatever. Yeah. It is, if your employer's right. matching that, then their match can be on top of those contributions. But that's the max that you can do yourself. And if you're going to an IRA or Roth IRA, something along those lines, if you're under age 50, then it's $5,500 a year is the max. If you're over 50, then or 50 or older, it's $6,500 right. a year. Right. So okay.
1: And that helps you with with potential taxes too, right?
2: Potentially, yeah. yeah. If you're contributing to a traditional 401k or a traditional IRA, then yes, you're going to get a tax deduction oh, okay. for right. every penny that you put into that, which is great. It's um, You don't pay taxes on it now. You do pay taxes later, but it's deferred till a later time. Potentially, you will be in a lower tax bracket in retirement. Not always, not in every situation, but and if you're doing, if you're contributing to a Roth 401k or a Roth IRA, then you pay taxes now, but you don't pay taxes at all in the future. It's tax-free growth according to the the tax laws currently. So hopefully they never change that. I don't think they will, but but yeah, those the maximum amounts you can do, and also some of the tax benefits that you can receive from that. Now, there are some income limitations there. You know, you need to check with your accountant or you can come by and see us, either one, or give us a call. But there are some income limitations to being able to contribute to a, an IRA and or Roth IRA. Those are different depending on your marital status. But just make sure you max out those if you can, or at least you contribute as much as you're trying to contribute to hit that end of year number that you're looking for.
1: Now, would that be the same, Nathan, if somebody has like a SEP?
2: No. they. Okay. Well, an SEP is a Simplified Employee Pension Plan. and For like those, people who own their own business. Yeah, terms, that, right? that's for people that own their own business. Their business can contribute. It's different amounts. It's a percentage. It's 25% of your salary oh, Okay. Um, right. that you can contribute to that up to, I think it's, 50, 54, $55,000, something like that, that you can contribute to that. But yes, those are tax deductible contributions for the business, not for you as an individual, but unless you own your own company, of course, then you can do it that way. But uh, yeah, there's simple IRAs, there's 457 plans, 403Bs. Typically teachers are going to have the 403B plans. All of those have different contribution limits that you can put into those plans. You know, if you're trying to max those out, talk to your HR department or give us a call. We can tell you what those maximums are for you and help you out and make sure that you're meeting that goal. Okay. All
1: right. Well, that's a great first item on the checklist. A thing to think about as the year is winding down, if you're able to, you know, maxing out those contributions depending on, you know, the type type it is, as Nathan just mentioned. Great place to start. What about another item on the checklist?
2: Yeah. So I would say beneficiary designations. So many people forget about these things that that's why I would say it's number two on the list, Um, you know, just simply because it takes very little time, and you just need to make sure that everything has those designations set up like what you want. Because, as we <laughs> mentioned earlier, life happens throughout yeah. the year. Things may have happened to cause those beneficiaries to change for you during this year. So Yeah, maybe you want to make take that sure. son-in-law
0: off, right? Yeah, <laughs>
2: that's right. <laughs> that's
0: right. Just, just make kidding. sure,
2: make sure that you put that uh, have that designation set up correctly. So that's on your. IRAs, 401ks, life insurance, those type okay. of things. But also, don't forget about your bank accounts. We talked about cash earlier. Oh, don't forget point. about those CDs. Don't forget about the cash that you have in the bank and your checking and savings. Those need beneficiary designations also. So they're typically called pay on death, P-O-D or, or T-O-D accounts. And so transfer on death is what that stands for. So you, you're able to set those up through your bank. and It's a simple document, simple form to get done and just make sure. That you have those set up because that will avoid a lot of potential probate <laughs> yeah, costs. Yes, it'll a lot of, avoid a lot of potential problems with family <laughs> family members drama. Right? Kind, yep. Yeah, a lot of a lot of things that you can avoid by just signing a simple document. It's easy to do. Just make sure you've you've checked that out and and you have who you want listed as those designations.
1: Yeah, you know, Nathan, and I think a lot of times because we talk about this, you know, fairly periodically, we mention these designations, but it's really important because. People tend to forget, or they've they had do, stuff, yeah. Forget. And so, yeah. just an annual—I don't know. Think of it like an annual doctor's checkup or something, if you will. Not that, that it's that that painful, but just simply <laughs> annually, just it's double more fun check. Than that, yeah, I mean. right. <laughs> and I think sometimes I know I've had people come up to me and say nothing in my life has changed in over a year that I need to change my designations, and that's great. That's fine. Yeah. But just double check, it. man, because yeah, what if you what if you hadn't thought about it? Like you just mentioned, I wouldn't have thought about maybe, you know, some of the bank account ones. Yeah. And so maybe it's been ten years and and maybe something has happened or five years or whatever and you just or you just wanna change who you're leaving it to, whatever the case is certainly a great point. Here on the financial answer, we're talking about end of year items to think about uh, considering reviewing or doing before the year closes out. We just talked a little bit about uh, maxing out retirement contributions and accounts if you can, and of course, checking with your advisor to make sure you're doing the right one for the right accounts. Also reviewing those beneficiary designations. What else you got for us, Nathan?
2: So the next thing I would suggest is look at your required minimum distributions. You know, Make sure that you've taken that out for the year. If you're over age 70 and a half. So you have to take it out by December 31st of the year after you turn 70. So it would be 70 and a half basically at that point. And so make sure that you take out those required minimum distributions. It's about a little under 4% of the account value that you have to take out. and, And it goes up from there every single year. But that's something that if you don't take that out, there's a pretty good penalty from the IRS on that. Uh, it can be a <laughs> yeah. 50% penalty and so plus taxes on that. So you want to wow. make sure you take out that required minimum distribution. And people don't typically forget that, but I have seen people in the past that, that have done that. And so just make sure you, you take that out and, and get that distribution and you can, you know, spend it on the grandkids or something. <laughs> yeah, because if <laughs> or, you're
1: you're in that situation, maybe for some folks where they we've talked about this before, where they don't need the RMD, right? It's not something they're concerned about every, no, and, so they that's do, right. and they yeah. do forget, and that is a pretty crazy penalty. So
2: yeah, that's right. And so sometimes people don't set that up to come out automatically, right. a lot of companies will do that. And so, but if your company doesn't, then make sure you take that RMD because it's, it's definitely a necessity and just, you can reinvest it. That's fine. But just pay taxes on that distribution and uh, make sure you're covered. And then one more thing that I would suggest, and this one maybe should have been ahead of that last one, I guess, but <laughs> that's okay. rebalance, you know, with a year like we've had where international stocks have done twice as good as U.S. stocks have, okay, this year. So if you're investing, if you're diversifying correctly, you've got U.S. stocks, international stocks, and bonds, okay? I mean, that's, that's basically what it comes down to. So if you have invested that way, Make sure that you are rebalancing your portfolio or your advisor is rebalancing your portfolio. Now, a lot of times people in their 401ks don't pay attention to this and they, you know, will let one mutual fund or one asset class grow and grow and grow and grow because it's doing so good. They don't want to rebalance it, but realize the importance of taking a little bit off the table there and putting it over in the other asset classes to make sure that your diversification stays like you want it because you're getting as fast as something can grow that's as fast as your risk can get off so you can take a lot more risk you end up having a lot more risk in your portfolio if you don't keep it diversified right and rebalanced correctly. So this is something that we do for a lot of our clients and and help them make sure that their 401k stay allocated correctly. And we definitely take care of that for the portfolios that we manage. So that's an important thing to yeah. not forget about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're listening to The Financial Answer, we've been discussing some end-of-the-year items to consider, a checklist, if you will to uh, make sure that you're looking at as the year winds down. And, uh, you know, so we talked about maxing out retirement contributions, if you can, reviewing those beneficiary designations. Well, that's a mouthful, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Taking RMDs, and because there's certainly a hefty penalty. And by the way, it wasn't 15% in case it sounded that way. It was five zero percent. So that penalty is 50%. So you certainly want to make sure you're taking right. those. And then as Nathan just said, rebalancing your portfolio, certainly a good idea as the year it comes down to look at that and make sure that you are balanced properly. And as Nathan mentioned, that is something that he does at his firm. And if you'd like to talk with him about your retirement situation, your financial situation, investments, things of that nature, Nathan's a great resource to tap into. Come in for that initial consultation and talk with him about your unique situation. Another item I'll put on the checklist is to, you know, get a second opinion on the plan that you have in place or maybe you don't have one at all. And Nathan's a great resource for that, and uh, find out where you stand. Maybe uh, see if you are retirement ready, or if you're invested the right way to get retirement ready as you approach those golden years, that uh, retirement end zone, if you will. 51 coach is a number to call. Eight five five fifty one coach. You can also text the word retire to triple five triple eight. Grab your smartphone and text the word retire to 555-888. And if you're not sure how to text, ask your grandkids. i tell you they'll know how. Uh, but, <laughs> yes, they will. <laughs> uh, but text retire to 555-888 and request the Retirement Rescue Toolkit. It's a great resource to get started, completely complimentary. A lot of good information in there as well about Nathan and the team and investing and retirement. And uh, you can also just request that by calling 855 51 coach as well. You're listening to The Financial Answer. We'll be back in just
0: a moment. If you've ever wondered what it'll take for you to retire confidently, you need to call 855-51-COACH. If you've ever wondered what you'll need to prepare yourself for retirement, you need to call 855-51-COACH. If you've ever wondered what will happen to your loved ones, you need to call 855-51-COACH. Get answers to your financial questions. Call 855 855- 51-COACH. That's 855-512-6224.
1: Hey everybody, Mark Killian here, the host of The Financial Answer, reminding you not to forget, reach out for your Retirement Rescue Toolkit from Nathan O'Brien by texting the word RETIRE to 555-888. That's the word RETIRE to 555-888 on your smartphone. Don't forget for your complimentary Retirement Rescue Toolkit, text RETIRE to 555-888 or call 855-51-COACH. Stay tuned. There is more coming up on The Financial Answer.
3: Throughout history, people have relied on sensei, scholars, and philosophers for answers to difficult questions. Although we can't help you discover the meaning of life, we can help you sort through the numbers and figures in your financial plan. Keep listening to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien.
1: Well, we're cruising down the home stretch today here on The Financial Answer. Mark Killian alongside your investor coach, Nathan O'Brien of O'Brien & Associates, located in Jackson and Huntington. Give him a call at 855-51-COACH. That is 855-51-COACH to talk about your specific investment and retirement situation. You can also stop by his website at investorcoach.net. That is investorcoach.net. .net. Nathan, we were talking about the end of the year item checklist, just some things to consider on the prior segment. A few more of these I just want to address and uh, before we wrap up the show today. So we'll we'll talk tackle yeah. a couple more of these. Okay. But at the end of the year, a lot of times we start thinking about tax deductions, right, leading into right. the next year, right? Some things we can do. Maybe we start to panic or, you know, whatever the case is. But it's also a great time of the year for people to want to be charitable. So is there some work in there we can combine these?
2: Yeah, there is definitely. And we were talking about taking RMDs and and that's one thing that I have a lot of clients do. They don't want to pay taxes on that required distribution after age 70 and a half. So you can fill out your distribution form correctly. There's a couple of boxes you gotta make sure you mark or make sure you fill in on that. But you can take out that RMD and send it to a charity, your charity of choice, And there's no taxes due on that distribution. And so that's a great way to do that. You can make sure that you give to your church or charity and there's no additional taxes. And so that you end up having to pay. Hopefully, you know this is something that a lot of people consider even more as they get into retirement. This is something that I really talk a lot to people about. And so uh, because a lot of times people just don't need those RMDs, I think the statistics are that Like 75% of people don't ever even touch their IRAs. Wow. Uh, Yeah, it's a crazy amount. But there's a lot of people that just don't need that distribution. And so you can send it to that charity and it's tax deductible for you. No taxes at all.
1: So let me ask from a layman standpoint, Mm because I want to make sure I'm tracking. So I'm sure our listeners are the same way. So Mm -hmm. when you take the RMD, you have to pay the taxes, right? And you're saying that that
2: unless you take it and I cannot remember the tax form number, but well, there is a special yeah. number on the distribution form that you will fill out from any custodian. So if it's with Fidelity or, or Charles Schwab or any of those, right, okay, there's going to be a special form that you'll fill out with that. And that form says exactly where the contribution is going, where the charitable contribution is going, that you're sending your required distribution to.
1: Right. And so okay. that saves us the taxes on that. Does that's it right. also help us on our, you know, come April tax time? Does that help us well, or is that just all part of that?
2: Well, it's all part of that. Okay. So yeah, right. that's, you, you know, otherwise you would have to pay taxes on that distribution at one point would then, or another. Be, so, okay. I got it. Right. You. Yeah. So basically right. if your RMD is $10,000 and if you do send it directly to a charity, then there's no taxes. You don't have to show that as income. Okay, I got gotcha, which would help be, at the end. Okay. Right. All right. right. Which helps at the end of the year.
1: All right. Well, so that was our end of the year checklist. Some items to consider as the year winds down. Just a kind of a recap from the prior segment. If you joined us late, if you can, you know, talk with your advisor about maxing out retirement contributions as the year winds down. Make sure that you're reviewing those beneficiary designations. Always don't forget to take your RMDs if they are, uh, you know, if you're able to do so, because that penalty is pretty stiff as well as consider the tax-deductible charitable contributions. That can always help as well, and you can tie that with the RMDs, as Nathan was just talking about. And, of course, the piece that we touched on to finish the last section was rebalancing that portfolio certainly an important thing to do annually to make sure that you are properly balanced, you know, in your retirement or your investment plan so that your money is doing what you need it to do for you. So 855-51 coach is a number to call if you'd like to talk with Nathan, 855-51 coach about any of these items that we've discussed today, and Nathan, let's real quick uh, let's jump over and kind of merge story time here for a second. Sometimes I ask you about a situation, and I think this will be a good time to to bring this up. Could you tell us about a time a client situation or something of that nature, where somebody came in to talk with you at the end of the year? Maybe they were thinking they were in pretty good shape, and you discovered that they weren't doing too bad, but they had missed something really important. Oh yeah, uh, in their yeah. retirement plan, something that might help us keep our uh, our radar up.
2: Yeah, definitely. Most of the time when this happens, Mark, it's usually because they're trying to retire early. Okay? okay. So what I mean by that is before 65, you know, there's a big, big thing that happens at 65 that we all get. It's called Medicare and it's health insurance. And, right, and right. we get a really, really good health insurance at that time. But a lot of times when people are retiring at 60 or 62, that's one thing they forget to think about. And I actually had a couple of clients that he was retiring. She was a stay-at-home mom and and had been in the house the whole time. And so she was working there. He was working at a factory. And uh, they came in. They were 62 at the time. We were talking about this situation. And I was like, okay, so what are you guys going to do for health insurance, for healthcare from now until 65? And they were just sit there and they were like, ah, we hadn't thought about that. And neither one of them, fortunately, were in bad health. They both had a pretty good health situation going on. So You know, at that time, we looked at some options and uh, some things were available to them. But the cost was a little over $2,000 a month for their health insurance. And so that had a major impact on what they were able to do, what they were planning on doing. So they basically had to designate a portion of money, you know, set that aside for the next two and a half years until they reached 65, both got on Medicare and were able to eliminate that major cost that they had. So it was a little setback for them. In their case, it didn't keep them from retiring. They were still able to do that, but it was definitely a shock to them to, you know, just something that they had not thought about. And they would, once they got into that retirement and and had actually got off of the other health insurance, it, it would have been a major impact for them to just wake up and realize, hey, we've got to spend two or $3,000 a month here to get this coverage. So it was a good thing that that they talked to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and it brings up a good point as we're going to wrap up the show here today, because we get a lot of emails from time to time that are pretty much a similar topic. And so we will pick one and we'll talk mm-hmm. about it on the air. Yeah. But a lot of times it's people who are re- trying to retire early. And the one thing they Tend to forget about is the gap in the health insurance before they can pull, you know, Medicare. Right, right. So Cobra
2: covers that sometimes, sometimes. It's 18 months if you're, but it's employed. pricey, right? But it is, yeah, yeah. It can be really expensive.
1: And your your employer, if you're retiring, or if it's a forced retirement, there may be some options in there you can negotiate. Right. But it's certainly something you want to factor in if you're planning on retiring early. And both spouses, like, where's the health? Basically, where's the health insurance going to come from? That's really the the big thing here. So if you're trying to retire it. Even at sixty, right? You still got
2: five yeah. years. So, yeah, that's right. You know, that's so you right. want to
1: make sure that one of you is able to cover, you know, both of you, if at all possible, depending on your situation. Because we do get that question a lot. You know, I'm retiring early. Is there anything I should think about that I haven't thought of? And it's almost always the medical insurance, which surprises me because when we're older, you'd think that'd be the first thing that yeah, comes no. to mind.
2: <laughs> it's just, I think, at that point, they've had it. People exactly. have had it so yeah. long. You know, it's just not something that they really think about, especially I you if you've know, twenty. 30 years that. or right. yeah exactly right. the company's always provided it for us and so just really not something that a lot of times you're not even having to pay a separate payment for that it's just coming out of your paycheck so you may not even notice it you True know so paycheck. it's just kind of sitting there and especially if you don't use it often you just don't think about it I guess a lot of times
1: it could be well as we wrap up the show today folks if you have questions really about investments or retirement in general just period and you really just want to get a second opinion about you know the things that you have on your mind or the things you're thinking about doing reach out to Nathan O'Brien such a great resource here in the area to talk about your situation and bounce some of these ideas or questions off of him. And you may find that there are some questions you didn't even know that needed to be asked as you go through this process and chat with Nathan that, you you know, definitely walk away learning something. 855-51-COACH is the number to call to get yourself on the appointment calendar. There is no cost. There is no obligation to come in for the consultation and just talk about your unique situation. You could come to his office in Jackson or Huntington and uh, get yourself on that calendar by calling 855-51-COACH, 855-512-6224. For. And of course, like I said throughout the show, if you'd like to get the Retirement Rescue Toolkit, which is a great way to get started, you could request that through the website. Just go to InvestorCoach.net. You'll see a picture of it. You click on that, and it'll take you through the steps to order one. They'll get that right out to you. That's InvestorCoach.net. Or you could text the word RETIRE to 555-888. Again, text the word RETIRE to 555 888 And, uh, Tanya, will get that uh, information and send that right out to you ASAP. Well, Nathan, as always, thanks for being here on The Financial Answer with me. We certainly appreciate it.
2: Uh, Yeah, same here. I enjoyed the show today. It was good.
1: Good content, and we certainly appreciate your time out there in radio land. And make sure, as we depart, you remember to take 15 seconds and just reach out to Nathan. Get started today. Don't procrastinate. 855-51-COACH. We'll do it all again next week right here on The Financial Answer.